and welcome back for another episode of Guidepost in Motion, a podcast highlighting risk, compliance, and security professionals with insights meant to keep you, your business, and operations moving forward. My name is Angela Osborne, and I am the Associate Vice President of Risk and Emergency Management Solutions at Guidepost Solutions. Joining me today is my colleague, Sean Wilford, who specializes in physical, technical, and operational security and technology infrastructure design and consulting services. Part one of today's podcast, the security challenges of returning to the workplace, is going to focus on employers, and the security risks they are experiencing or preparing for as employees return to their workplaces. Before we get started, Sean, can you tell us all a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Angela. As you mentioned, I uh, work a lot with the uh, security technology uh, side of things, and uh, recently I've been engaged in uh, quite a few projects that involve uh, technology uh, evaluation for enterprises as well as uh, migration to uh, new technology platforms. And uh, I've had the opportunity to work very closely with Angela on a pretty wide array of security and safety solutions for clients who are also preparing their employees to return to the workplace. Uh, Angela, can you tell us a little bit more about your background? I'm sure, Sean. Uh, You know, I come from more of an industrial security background, was based in the Middle East for a number of years, and then came back uh, to work on some government contracting projects and then uh, joined Guidepost. Uh, Guidepost, I work with a really diverse collection of clients from an NFL team to a university and large healthcare system to commercial real estate of properties. Most recently, I finished as an embedded head of security for a a global security team for a technology firm. Um, So I did that for a number of months and a lot of their focus was how do we get people uh, to return um, to the workplace? What are the new methods of work that we're looking at today? Um, And I think that was part of the inspiration really for the series of podcasts for finding a lot of our clients are in the situation trying to determine how do we get employees back into the workplace. But on our end, the security professionals, of course, we're thinking, how are we dealing with these new security challenges and trying to make it a safe return for people as they go back? You know, Sean, we've both seen, I think, an uptick in clients that have been reaching out to us for guidance and advice and input to prepare employees for coming back to the sites. And, you know, their concerns are really varied. Uh, They're valid, definitely. And there are a lot of considerations from a safety or security perspective. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about some of the different models of approaches we're seeing for return to office. Sure. And varied is a great word there because, uh, you know, each client is um, kind of moving in a different direction or, or looking at this differently. We have, you know, enterprises that are going back 100% all at once, kind of back to the old normal. You know, some uh, adopting a, a three-day approach, a combination of, you know, days in the office and, and work from home, hybrid model where you might have some employees in a 100% back capacity, some in a limited capacity, and some uh, still working completely from home. Uh, and then there's, you know, of course, those that have kept the 100% remote model. And um, really, they do share some similarities, but the security requirements for each uh, may not be really the same. 
Yeah, I mean, you've, you've hit, I think, the, uh, you've hit it on the head here, Sean. Uh, absolutely. The, the situation from a security perspective, I think, it is actually quite different. And going from a remote environment where we are so focused on preparing people uh, for cybersecurity challenges and kind of the influx of phishing, you know, messages people are receiving, a lot of ransomware concerns, of course, to now actually going back to a physical environment. In some ways, I must feel like going back in the hybrid is even more uh, complicated because you have the mix of both worlds at that point. Um, you know, your home office security issues, more from uh, an information security perspective. And then, you know, you also have your in-person views. There are a lot of significant changes in the crime environment. I think that we're seeing in a lot of the large urban areas where many of our clients are based. Um, certainly it is a different environment than what I think what people were experiencing prior. I know in talking with a number of our clients, um, you know, we work with a lot of healthcare uh, systems. A lot of their employees were continuing to work, of course, um, on site throughout the pandemic. But we look at some of our other clients, um, you know, thinking of one in particular in the nonprofit space. I know recently uh, this client uh, informed me that they had returned uh, to the workplace and uh, they work in a uh, downtown um, high rise in Chicago and just really explained some of the significant security challenges he saw using public transit for the first time in two years. A lot of drug use seen on board a lot of non-destination riders, more so than he had experienced in the past, and really did make him do a double take about how he was actually going to be returning to the office and how he was going to be encouraging other people to go back as well. Um, You know, Sean, can you talk a little bit about your experience with clients so far? Uh, What are the things that they're concerned about um, as people are coming back into the office physically? Well, with such a long break in, uh, you know, kind of that day-to-day office life, simply who should still be there and who should not be there. Um, I have a client that uh, had an employee who mentioned he had actually retired during uh, the out-of-office period of the uh, pandemic, and he had since returned uh, as a consultant, and none of his colleagues really knew that he had retired and and or come back. Um, So who should really be there? You know, there's been people that have uh, left, some have been severed. Who should really be there and who shouldn't? Because those could be different people than uh, you remember them being. You know, also just kind of reinforcing as we start to go back to the office in in whatever model uh, the enterprise is going back under, kind of reinforcing policies around visitors and visitor management, limiting that access. Um, Also, really, there's a technical aspect to this as well um, that goes hand in hand with that who should be in the uh, space and who shouldn't concept um, is really updating the physical security systems, the access levels, and that can even be based on the return to work model that the enterprise has chosen to deploy. So perhaps if you're only supposed to be there Tuesday and Thursday, maybe your access level only allows you to access uh, certain areas of the facility on those days. Uh, So there's a lot to be considered and also, you know, just a lot of kind of uh, housekeeping that needs to be done on the uh, technical level to the various systems to make sure they're still performing correctly. Well, uh, some interesting insights there, Sean, especially about people returning to the office who you might not be familiar with. Uh, I know for a lot of our clients, they had 
um, you know, some turnover take place uh, during the pandemic. Also had a lot of new joiners coming on board. And of course, we're in, I think, intern season uh, for the summer sessions. Um, you know, with the hoteling model, too, you know, you're likely in an area where you might, might not be familiar with everyone coming into your space uh, between the interns and the new joiners and just being out of the loop on uh, not being physically present. I can definitely see a situation where people are coming on site where you just might not know who they are by the look of them. Uh, you know, sometimes people come in on the property, you're dressed the right way, you know, you look like you're in the right spot. If you're an organization that particularly doesn't have ID badges, you know, for instance, uh, you might not be able to identify who really shouldn't be on the property. Sean, are you seeing any companies use specific technology tools to combat this type of situation? Yes, you know, and what I've seen is uh, kind of a new application of an existing tool or technology uh, some enterprises are turning to, um, you know, with, with the varied uh, work schedules and hoteling situations and, you know, moving uh, workspaces and things like that. Uh, I've seen a few uh, enterprises utilize their visitor management system in kind of a new way where um, instead of just using the visitor management system to manage, uh, you know, visitors to the property, they're using it as kind of a flexible uh, way to issue credentials for the access control system. Um, so if an employee is only intermittently coming into the office, um, perhaps rather than going into the access control database to create a new access level or new parameters around that particular employee and when they should or shouldn't be on site, um, utilizing the visitor management system to issue a temporary credential for that kind of intermittent visitor um, or employee, uh, it's a bit more flexible and uh, kind of a, a new application of an existing technology. Well, that's really interesting. I know during the pandemic, we saw a lot of organizations look at using their visitor management system to make sure people were in compliance with the organization's COVID requirements. For instance, for instance, uh, addressing the COVID questions to that people as they come onto the property, checking for fever and things like that. But uh, using it as people are returning back in a more uh, permanent way, um, that's, that's really interesting. I've seen a lot of organizations using barcodes as well on desks and the hoteling model and having the barcode connect um, to something like a visitor management system or other database to make sure we're getting the right people in the right spots as well. Another method, you know, to make sure, you know, people are actually authorized to be on the property. You know, I think all these tools are, are great. Um, but, you know, at, on my end, I would come back to the risk environment. Um, you know, the risk I feel like has changed pretty substantially for a lot of our organizations, especially in larger urban areas, you know, the crime environment is very different today. And I'm finding a lot of our clients are reaching out to us to ask for guidance and how to do an update to their threat or their risk assessment process to really identify what are those issues that they're facing that they might not have seen in the past. Um, and, you know, how can they update their security measures to keep uh, people safer? Because uh, the last thing you want is for someone to return to the office think things are back to normal and then have a security incident arise that could really seriously impact morale and people's willingness uh, to even come back onto the property. Um, you know, Sean, do you have any insights um, on this as well from your perspective and a security technology or operational perspective? Well, I think one of the things to uh, definitely consider there is that, uh, you know, we have employees that have been out of the office for a, an extended period of time, in many cases, years. Um, some of those employees, you know, 
they're likely excited to get back into that workplace environment to, uh, you know, meet with their colleagues and enjoy the uh, the workplace and the social interaction there. Um, but I do have a significant number of employees that also see that as a stressor, as a source of anxiety. Um, it has been a long time since they've been in an office environment. They're used to their current, you know, work from home model and have adapted to that. And now to kind of switch 180 degrees and get back into that day to day, you know, workplace lifestyle is really a stressor. And that stressor can influence behavior. Um, and that is definitely something to be aware of. You raise a good point. You know, it's not just about people's physical well-being, but also their mental health as well. You know, for many of my clients, I'm recommending that they put out more information to their employees on their employee assistance program, their EAP. Um, and if they don't have one, to consider um, putting one in place. Because as you mentioned, it is such a stressful time period for employees. You know, we're also recommending, you know, taking a flexible approach uh, wherever possible and to really think about how employees are getting into the workplace, which is going to be, I think, our follow-on podcast, really delving into the security and transit applications here. But I think overall, uh, what we've seen is the the leveraging of different security technology systems to help with the transition, such as the visitor management system a review of the threat environment uh, that the organization is facing physical buildings uh, and also just greater outreach to employees. I think another great um, opportunity here as well is to retrain people on emergency management. There could be things that have changed within the building over time. Uh, for instance, maybe there's been some uh, retrofits uh, or, or um, renovations to the office while be people have been gone. Uh, that's a good opportunity to make sure to update our evacuation plans, make sure people know where to go in the event of an emergency. With the hoteling model in particular, people might not be familiar with where the exits are, where they're located, or if there are any uh, specific uh, knowledge they need to have for emergency management, such as uh, where first aid equipment is located, where AEDs are at as well. Um, I think it's a great opportunity to review all of this content with employees and also consider refresher training as well for physical security uh, measures, um, just awareness for people as far as what to do in the event of a security emergency on site. But certainly, you know, we're um, heading into, um, you know, quite a lot of different weather events, I feel like, this summer. A great chance for employees to get up-to-date information about emergency management and, and what to do on the property in the event that there is a challenge overall. Sean, did you have anything else that you wanted to add today? Yeah, you know, Angela, I think you've uh, kind of touched on it and we will expand more on it in part two. But, um, you know, there there are a lot of environmental stressors right now. Uh, you know, gas prices, uptick in crime, especially uh, carjackings um, and uh, issues on uh, public transportation. Um this really needs to be looked at holistically uh, because not only do we have the stress of returning to the office, we have the stress and uh, real danger in some cases of transiting to and from the office, um, as well as tying into um, you know, ancillary spaces that relate to transport, such as, you know, whether that's public transportation and then getting from that transportation hub to the office, uh, that might be the parking structure, 
um, for the employees and and how that's secured and if it's secured. Um, and again, kind of some retraining or reminders, updates uh, as to some of those security measures and what they're there to do and what they're there not to do or what they won't do. Um, you know, just to level set the the employee's expectation of how they're being protected and what those protections offered. Some great reminders there, Sean, and it is a great lead in uh, as an introduction for our next podcast will be coming up in part two uh, of our security challenges returning to the workplace. I wanted to thank our audience today for listening in. For more information on security and safety solutions for returning to the office, please visit our website at guidepostsolutions.com where you will find some more solutions to keep you, your business, and your operations moving forward. Thanks again.